going from pain marketing to gain marketing. So what that means is that instead of using all of your message and communication around pain and problems and how horrible the situation is for your clients and let me agitate the problem and let me make them feel like crap so that they know that they need to hire me, you want to move into talking more about gain, right? Hello and welcome back to Oh Shit, I'm the Boss Now. I'm your host, Jackie Koch, and today we are talking to Fabi Paolini, who is a brand strategist who helps coaches, consultants, and experts position themselves as premium brands that attract high-end clients by upgrading their marketing with magnetic messaging. And we do a little bit of a shift and talk about how the same things you you do in your messaging and brand to attract clients can also help you attract talent and employees who want to work with you. So, so excited for you to tune in today's podcast. Um, Fabi is a leading authority on messaging, brand positioning, and premium brand design. She's helped hundreds of entrepreneurs build authority businesses while impacting their audience with her techniques. She's generated over one point. 5 million in, in revenue in the last three years, working with transformational coaches and consultants from all over the world. As an immigrant from Venezuela, she's a wife and a mom of three girls. Fabi values freedom, spirituality, and flow as a way to build a sustainable, aligned business that generates a ripple effect on other people's lives and success. So today we talk all about brand messaging, how it affects your business, and also her journey becoming an entrepreneur and what she learned along the way. So please help me in welcoming and kicking off my convo with Fabi. Bobby, thank you so much for joining us today. I cannot wait to dive in um, and share your expertise with our listeners. So thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you. I'm super excited to be here as well. Awesome. So let's give listeners, can you give listeners a little bit of your background and how you came to be an entrepreneur? I always love these stories because I feel like there's a lot of like turns and, and stuff along the way. So can you give a little background about you and how you became an entrepreneur? I'll try to sum it up as much as I can. So I always kind of had that idea that I was going to be an entrepreneur. I went to, like, when I went to college, I studied advertising and I always felt like, okay, I will start working in advertising. I will land a job at an agency, but as soon as I can, I will open my own ad agency, um, which that didn't necessarily happen like that. But, you know, I did start in advertising. I started working with Leo Burnett, which is like one of the biggest ad agencies in the world. And um, a couple of years in, I just started working a lot freelance because I am part of what I do is design as well. And back then I was doing branding and websites and all of these different things um, and just doing them on the side. But that got bigger and bigger. And I got more and more referrals as I, you know, kept on going with like my little side hustle and it got to a point where I was making more money from my side business than from my job. So I was like, screw this. I don't want to be employed. <laughs> I quit. This is back in 2008, I believe. Um, and I started working basically back then as a freelance graphic designer and doing whatever, not really paying much attention um, to like what type of client I was working with or any of that. Um, and then in 2012, I did an MBA because I wanted to really understand business even more and kind of get a little bit clear about the business side of business, right? All of the, those little details that we don't really know. 
And um, and then again, like little t- twists and turns of the story. So I'm originally from Venezuela. And what happened was in 2015, we came to the US. To be honest with you, I wanted my daughter to be American. I was pregnant at the time. I was like, okay, I'm having a baby in the US. And I'm just going back to Venezuela afterwards. Um, we were here legally, just in case. I always clear that out because I feel like somebody no. hears and they're like, wait, no, we were here legally. Anyways, um, and what happened is that when 2016, so I, I had my daughter at end of 2015. My original plan was to go back to Venezuela, but we actually decided to stay in 2016 because political situation got kind of crazy in our country. And we were like, you know what, let's stay. So that is when my current kind of business as everybody knows it right now, or as you guys are going to learn more about it today, um, started, right? So I was like, okay, I need to get clients. I need to figure out what to do. I, I can't have a referral business anymore because the currency is different from Venezuela and it just doesn't work. And that's when I kind of started to specialize a little bit more. And I started investing heavily in my business, trying to figure out how do I get clients? What do I need to do? And just going deeper and deeper into my own craft in terms of messaging and branding and design, all these different things, and just specializing more. And today what I do is I help coaches and experts basically attract ready-to-invest clients by upgrading their message and their design, right? So making sure that they look like premium brands, positioning themselves as premium brands. Um, And that's kind of like the sum up of the story. You know, that's what my business looks like right now. And it has evolved in the beginning in 2016. It was more design-based. Now it's more messaging based and it's just kind of evolved from there. So that's kind of that that's amazing. Story. <laughs> so you are an OG entrepreneur, um, which is amazing. Um, and how scary to, to move into a new country, being an entrepreneur, like props to you. Like that crazy. takes a lot of courage. It was crazy. And um, yeah, I mean, I had actually gone to college here in Miami, which is where I live. I went back to Venezuela and I came back here afterwards. But it was really crazy because it, it was a decision. Our decision to stay was not intentional. So I literally, and I haven't been back since we came in 2015. So I literally have an apartment full of stuff, clothes, a baby nursery with a crib that has <laughs> never been used. I have three kids now and I have not been back in seven years. So it's just kind of crazy how everything unfolded. <laughs> yeah, that is nuts. That's wild. Well, hopefully someday you can get back if you want So one of your superpowers as you've evolved in your business and moving from advertising to, to branding to all of the things is helping entrepreneurs learn how to attract high value luxury, well, be a luxury brand that attracts high value clients. Mm -hmm. Can you give us a little bit more details on, I guess, how did you make that shift to making that be the focus from doing so much of the branding? Well, what happened is that, you know, as I evolved and I understood the importance of branding and messaging and all these things, my prices went up, obviously. And kind of as I got into the market and really understood how things worked, I was like, okay, I need to make sure that I'm attracting the right people because I had great marketing systems in place. Um, Again, I invested heavily in my business from the beginning. So I figured out, okay, how do I generate leads? Got it. But My main thing was I would spend a lot of time on the phone with people that ended up not buying. And, you know, Mm. we still had a nice 
conversion rate of like 30%. But I kept on thinking, well, but 70% of the people, which is time and money for me, is not buying. They're not buying. So I was like, okay, there's something that is resonating to these people that they're booking calls with me. Why are they booking a call and they're not the right fit or they're not ready? It doesn't make sense. So I kind of went deeper into really understanding what was going on. And I'm obsessed with learning. I'm, you know, I, I love learning. I love consuming information. I love implementing a lot of things. So I started hiring messaging coaches and working in different programs and really trying to understand, okay, how can I improve my own message as well? Um, and in the process, I kind of realized that there's certain little elements that need to be included for you to be able to attract these people. For me, there's essentially two big components. One of them would be the message side and one of them would be the design side. So I'll, I'll kind of break them down simply for you guys. Um, in terms of design, which I'll start with that one first because it's kind of the simplest one, you just want to make sure that your brand looks premium. I mean, I think that that is very simple to understand. I think that people tend to think, well, you know, whatever, it doesn't matter. The what, like people find me on social media now, but I really do believe that if you have the intention of attracting really high quality leads, whether you're charging high ticket or not, but you want to attract people who are action takers, who are not going to be um, some people that you have to handhold throughout the process, who are going to be a pain for you to work with, you need to make sure that you're looking like a really high value brand as well. So that means great photography, color palettes, fonts. If your brand, your website looks very DIY and like very basic, you know, subconsciously people will look at it and be like, mm, well, really high prices. I'm not mm -hmm. really sure. Right. And then the second part is going to be the communication part, the messaging piece. Um, when we talk about messaging, messaging for me is everything that involves who you are as a brand. It's like your DNA. It's the soul of your brand, right? So it's not just the words that you're using. It's about the words that you're using everywhere, whether we're talking about a video, um, a, an email, website copy, whatever that is. So for you to be able to attract those high quality clients, one of the main things that I focus on is making sure that your communication is, I call it, going from pain marketing to gain marketing. So what that means is that instead of going using all of your message and communication around pain and problems and how horrible the situation is for your clients and let me agitate the problem and let me make them feel like crap so that they know that they need to hire me, you want to move into talking more about gain, right? So what is it? what are their desires? What is their vision? What do they really want? And obviously you do have to talk about problems, but you lead with desire first, if that makes sense. So that's kind of the big, most important shift that we made in our business. Um, specifically, I literally would start to say things like, you know, I love working with people who are action takers. My clients are people who come in and pay in full. They have a great vision. They know that they want great things. And the moment that we started incorporating that into our business, literally that is exactly what started happening. So it's more about really defining who your audience is and communicating to their desires a little bit more. Mm, so good. And I'm curious, as you started to make that this change in your business for, a, well, I guess, did you have people on your team at this point? When did you start building a team? I guess is my yes. first question. So I started building my team as soon as I could. 
Um, I mean, yes and no. I, I'm going to be honest. There's still things that I very much do myself to to this day, right? That I'm sure that I could possibly delegate. But the things where I felt like it wasn't really my zone of genius and it wasn't really what I want to be doing with my time were the things that I really delegated. So for me, that was sales. Um, I was really good at sales calls and I and, and I enjoyed them, but I felt like it just took too much of my time to be on sales calls. And I was like, you know, between client work where I'm writing my clients messaging or I'm building their websites or um, whatever it is, right? Or client calls or whatever. And me having children, when I hired my first, my sales, like my sales team, it was 2018. I only had one daughter by then. Now I have three. Um, so it was just like, I need, I, I need to have more time to be able to enjoy with my family. Plus for me, one of the things that was also important was I wanted there to be somebody in the middle between my clients and me in the sense of if there's ever an issue or there's any, I don't know, like payment thing that needs to happen or problem or whatever, there's somebody that they can talk to that they don't feel, you know, there's no conflict of interest because it's not me directly. I mean, there's always going to be a little bit of conflict. Yeah. But you know what I mean? I, so get that. I hired that out in 2018. I started my business officially in the US in 2016. And I hired that out in 2018. When I was at a point where I was like, okay, I'm generating enough leads that I have, um, you know, I have more than enough work to give to this person. So that's when I hired that out. Okay. Awesome. And so I'm curious if you saw a shift in the types of people that you were attracting to work for you at the same time, like when you were changing your messaging, did that change the quality of applicants coming into your, to like your application flow? Did you see that at all? Yeah. So back in, um, so 2018, the person that I hired as my top enrollment coach had actually been a client of mine. So that was pretty simple. Um, and then at some point, probably I think in 2019, I sent out an application form or, or not an application form, but an app. Like I was telling people that I was hiring virtual assistants. Right. And um, at that time, now thinking back and comparing, I was getting good people, but this year in 2022, I was also started hiring other people for my team. And the difference was really big, right? I think that because my message was so much clearer and, and the, like how much I've evolved as well and how much I started treating my business more as a business and less like a, like less like a, I'm a coach. And now more like, this is a coaching company. This is an actual company, right? Um, definitely a massive difference in the type of people that we attracted as well. And the quality of applications, the the whole process, the, how we really structured it really changed the type of people we attracted to for sure. Yeah. Cause I asked that because I think that's, well, I know one of the things I work so much with clients on is we need to get your employer branding up to par. Like you need to start talking about why, you know, you said pain versus gain you know, in some of your messaging, you should talk about why working with you adds value to this person's life. Like what will they get from being an employee of yours and working with yours, not just, oh, we provide a great paycheck, you right. know? And, and so starting to weave some of that into your branding and thinking about it a little bit from an employer, like attracting talent perspective will make it so much easier when you actually go to hire someone. And I have to imagine 
not only was it your your mindset or or whatever it was that shifted, I'm sure it was a lot of like what you were actually putting in the world as well that made you start attracting great talent. And I think, you know, so many people don't think it's important. They think it's especially older generations. They're like, what? People should just be lucky to have a job. And you're like, huh, you're not going to get the right people that yeah. way. <laughs> yeah. And, and I think though, yeah, that all of it adds up, right? You know, um, you do want to make sure that using more of that gain marketing is going to really, I mean, it's going to attract great people in every possible way, right? Because you're, you know, really leading with desire more and what you want and lifting your audience up inevitably the people that want to work with you as well are going to be people that are like vision led more than, well, whatever, I just want a job. So that's kind of what we experience as well. And, and coming back to one of the things that you were mentioning for me, one of the biggest change that I've had or experiences, I changed all of this and mind you, let me kind of backtrack a little bit. I had been doing pain marketing, um, up until the end of 2020, basically. And it was working. Oh, right. Wow. So that was working for me. Um, but I, you know, I was enrolling clients and that was fine. But again, I felt like mm, there's something that was missing. There's something that needed to change. I felt like it wasn't completely in alignment with who I was, right? Like talking so much about the problem was exhausting for me. So in the beginning of 2021 is when I said, I'm, I, I need to do things in a different way. And I basically changed everything in my business, you know, and it kind of naturally took me to this place of shifting my communication. And because of that, my business started growing more and more. This year, we hit our first 100k month, which was amazing. This month, we're already at around 70k. So, you know, it's been a lot of growth for us. And a lot of great things have happened as a result. And mind you, I didn't change my marketing strategy. What I changed was my message. So the type of people I attracted um, changed as well. But kind of coming back to what we were talking about, I also changed who I was or how I was showing up as a leader. And I think that for a lot of us, we hear people talk about mindset or a lot of you guys might be mindset coaches and you're all about personal development and you get it. And I thought that I got it too. I was doing all the mindset work. I was taking action. I was journaling. I was blah, all the things, but I was still thinking too small. I was still acting too small. And what I realized specifically this year was how important it was for me to actually step into really becoming the leader. And for me, the biggest um, kind of shift that I had around that was truly embodying the result that I was delivering for my clients. So if I'm telling you, you know, um, I'm, I'm, I'm helping you build a brand that attracts and really helping you attract these high ticket uh, ready to invest clients. I need to make sure that I am the brand that attracts as well, that I'm acting like that. And I know that that sounds kind of ambiguous and kind of weird, but I mean, internally, I needed to believe, you know what? I am amazing at what I do and I'm a leader at what I do. And how do I really show up to lead my team? For example, how do I, um, instead of being like so relatable, how do I really come to them and say, okay, we're doing this this month. I believe in you guys. I believe in myself. I believe in our processes. So it was, it was just really stepping into a leadership position internally. And the more that I really believed in myself and just was like, I'm all in, like genuinely all in, the more my business has grown and expanded because of that. Did that make sense? I don't know if it did. 
Totally. <laughs> I totally made sense. And I have to imagine that that took time, you know, because you're, you're changing the way your brain thinks you're change. you're getting out of imposter syndrome. Like there's so many things you have to get out of. And I think, and, and one of the other things I notice about leaders is they're afraid to be vulnerable. Mm-hmm. They're afraid to tell the team, like, I don't really know this, but I believe it to my core and we're going to try some things and we're going to do it. Was, did you have to do any of that oh, at yeah. all? I've, I've done that always. <laughs> so I've been honest about when I don't know. Um, but I feel like for me, it's just been a matter of constant pivoting and constant, you know, just fierce ambition and determination and saying we're getting through it and period. I mean, obviously we've had tough times as a team, like all, like everybody does. Um, but it's, it's been an amazing process of really just becoming that leader and reminding myself I am this leader and how do I show and like, I had a coach ask me this question. I think it's one of those questions that I keep on asking myself whenever I'm in the moment of doubt. And it's what would the version of me that trusts think about this? Or how would the version of me that trusts um, handle the situation? So asking myself that and being like, okay, if I really trusted that everything's going to be okay, well, this is what I would actually do, or this is how I would actually show up in in front of this situation. So that really helped too. (laughs) That's great advice. I mean, yeah, I'm taking that because, uh, yeah, <laughs> it's so hard. Oh, I don't know if you if you experienced this at all in your journey. I hope you have, so I don't feel so alone. But if I actually think about it, all of my clients really love my work, and I do a really great job. Yet the first thought I have is, oh, they're unhappy with me. Oh, I didn't do good enough. And so it's like having to change that has been such a shift. I think I'm getting there, but man, it is hard. It is super hard. And I don't, unfortunately, I don't think that that stops. In fact, so, you know, I told you that I started my business 2016. Um, In the beginning, I was doing a lot of design work. Eventually I started adding more teaching around messaging. I mean, I had done an MBA and in my MBA part of what I did was I specialized in branding. So there was a lot of stuff that I really knew around messaging already. I invested more, I did more things. So in 2018, I launched a group program. Um, And then what I did was everything that I created for the group program, I also did for my one-on-one clients as well. So they got the knowledge as well. So this year I re-recorded everything, which was a pain in the butt. It was so much work. But I had evolved so much and my messaging had changed so much that I was like, I need to teach this new stuff. And um, and kind of one of the things that comes up for me now sometimes is like, oh, I, I wish that the clients from 2017 would would have access, had access to me right now. Like, you know, what I did back then was good, but this is so much better. And but yeah, coming back to what you're saying, that feeling never stops. Unfortunately, I think that, you know, you get better at it, but I still, whenever I send something to a client, I'm like, okay, like waiting for the reaction, like is this what you expected or so? Yeah. I, and, and, and you're not going to make everybody happy. What I've learned is that in, since I started my business in 2016, I've had about, I think maybe four people ask for refunds in one way or another for one reason or another. Um, which is not that many considering that I've had hundreds of clients by now, but it's still very difficult when you have a situation like that happen. 
But what I've learned from it this year, I had a big one that happened, like a big kind of issue with a client um, is that what I've learned is that those are such good things to happen for your business too, because what it did for me was really force me to be like, okay, how can I improve my process? How do I make this so good? Like, how do I make this even better? And that kind of led to me re-recording everything basically. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's such good advice. So as I'm thinking about the listeners of the show, I think a lot of them maybe are in a position where they don't have to redo their messaging. They'd have to create it because they've never even created mm -hmm. it before. Do you have any, like a few tips that you would give somebody in that situation on where to start creating more gain messaging if they're doing it from mm -hmm. scratch? Okay. So for messaging, there's three core things that I focus on, or I think that people need to focus on. The first one is really getting a lot of clarity around who they are. What makes you different? Because, and I know it's like eye rolling, like, yeah, I know I have to figure this out, but you have to figure it out. Period. <laughs> um, so really understanding, okay, what are some of the stories that I can incorporate into my business? What are some of the experiences that I can incorporate into my marketing and my messaging? How do I bring more of my personality into the things that I'm doing so that it feels different? So that's the first thing. The second thing is your audience. You really want to clarify who your audience is. And the biggest question that you need to ask yourself regarding audience is where in their journey does the person need to be to be ready to work with me right now? So really mm -hmm. understanding that is going to make a massive difference because people will say, well, my clients are leaders or entrepreneurs. Okay, good. But what, where in the journey are they as entrepreneurs or as leaders? Like what's going on specifically for them that they would be ready to invest in hiring you right now? So really clarifying that is going to be super important. And the third thing that you need to clear out is the outcome that you deliver. What is the result? What is it that you actually do? Um, you know, what, what, why do people want to work with you? What, or, you know, What's going to happen, basically? What's the benefit? However you want to look at it. But you need to really clear out those three things. Who you are, who your audience is, and what you'll do for them. When you really are clear about those three things, that's really the core of you defining your message. That's amazing. And that's... A, so I just want to tell listeners, if you're... When you do that work, you can also then flip it a little bit and ask yourself those three questions as it relates to who, relates to who you want on your mm -hmm. team. And I think then from that place, you can write your job postings, your, you know, everything can about your employer brand can come from those same three that's questions. Really and so those are, those are really good. Um, that's a great place to start for both mm -hmm. of those things. So I guess as we're starting to wrap up a little bit, I'm curious, how can listeners work with you? What types of offering, like how, yeah, I guess, how can listeners work with you or at least learn from you um, to help them, you know, develop their messaging and, and all of that? Okay. So to work with me, I'll clear out how, how I work just so, cause you ask, and I don't know how you, guys, mm -hmm. how you can learn a little bit more. So I work with people both in a group program or in a one-on-one -on -one format. Um, so the group program in both of them, we're doing the same thing, which is really upgrading your message, helping you clarify who you are, who your audience is, how, what the outcome is, and then also how to generate leads, how to attract those clients as well. Um, so I do that in both in a group setting or in a one-on-one -on -one. In the one-on-one, -on -one, I do the work for my clients and I build their websites for them and all those different pieces, um, to find out more 
what I'm going to give you guys is a great um, PDF or guide that I created that's called Five Strategies to Attract More High-Quality Ready-to-Invest Premium Coaching Clients. So what I do Ooh. here is I give you very specific strategies for how to do, like how to actually attract people, but shifts that you can implement in your own message. And I show you examples for it. I give you templates for it. I even have like a little reels tutorial for like client attraction and stuff. So it's really, really good. And you can find that at fabipaolini.com slash leads. I'm sure you can add that to your show notes as well. Because I know that you guys will struggle with spelling my name. (laughs) (laughs) They struggle with my name too. I totally get it. Um, Amazing. We will definitely drop that link in the show notes. um, And that's an amazing resource. Thank you so much for sharing that. Um, I can't wait to, I'm still firming up my message. So selfishly, I'm going to take advantage. Really good. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> awesome. And then you can find me as Fabi Paolini everywhere. So yeah. amazing. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for taking your time, especially during the holiday season to come be on the show and share your knowledge with our, with our guests and our listeners. Um, and everyone go follow her, implement her steps to attract you know, uh, changing your message so that you're getting the clients you want and then take it a step further and think about how it can affect, you know, who you want to hire onto your team because it's all related. Um, And so thank you so much for coming on the show and thanks for tuning in and we'll chat again soon. Bye. If you're over there wondering, oh shit, I don't know where to start with building a team or how to hire. I've got you covered. I created a course specifically so you can learn everything I've learned and continue to invest time in improving about setting up your hiring machine. You can enroll and start today at hiringschool.com. P.S. This is the process leading startups are using to scale their teams and we're teaching it to you.